somebody is whispering favor, new opportunities. Say it in the way that you want God to hear you. Can I hear somebody saying speed, acceleration, grace, the mercy of God, all that steps. That's my prayer for you this morning. Uh, that this new month, you enjoy, I mean this new week, you enjoy the favor of God in a new dimension. Uh, what you have been looking for will start to look for you. Uh, goodness and mercy will start to locate you. Your steps are ordered. You'll be at the right place at the right time. With the right people. Doing the right things. And you'll get a good result. In the precious name of Jesus. I say believe in amen. Alright, at the end of the service, uh, after my message, I'll be praying for all the men, fathers and potential fathers in the house as we commemorate uh, Father's Day. I want to encourage all fathers in the house this morning for you to recognize that you have a great calling over your life. It's not by accident that God made you a man and a father figure. So we have a great responsibility, you know, upon us. And we must fulfill that responsibility. It's the responsibility of headship. It comes with responsibility and authority. Before you remember your authority, remember your responsibility. Are you still with me this morning? Responsibility comes with authority. Or authority comes with responsibility. Whichever way you want to put it. But before you remember authority, remember responsibility. That is what guarantees our authority. The God that is responsible for the whole universe has authority, the highest authority in the whole universe. That's why he said, I am God and there's none beside me. He said, I am God and I will do my good pleasure. And he has the prerogative of mercy. He's sovereign. Why? Because he's a responsible God. Are you still here this morning? So for all the men in the house, I'm just reminding you, this is not my message for this morning, but I'm just reminding you that with authority comes responsibility. So before we, you know, say it, as we talk to our children, I'm the man in this house, you know, we talk to our spouses, you know, and they must obey us. We must also remember that we have a responsibility under God to do things right. And to be the head indeed. And to take care of our families. We're celebrating men, or I mean fathers all over the world today. Uh, because of the legacy that we have. Which is that God has given us the opportunity to take responsibility uh, for, for our homes. My prayer this morning is that if there's any man in this house this morning. That you are struggling to take your responsibilities. That the hand of God will come upon you. In the precious name of Jesus. Whatever you need to be the head and not the tail. My God will supply it. In the precious name of Jesus. I want you to join me in your Bibles uh, this morning. As I read from Genesis 37 and verse number 5. Genesis 37 and verse number 5. Genesis 37, I'll read from verse number 5. Are we together? Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding shifts in the field, 
Then behold, my sheep rose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheep stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? I want you to mark those two words in your Bible. Reign and have dominion. Shall you indeed reign over us? Shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still, verse number 9. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed themselves to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you. And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in his mind. The Lord bless the reading of his word. I say, believing, amen. Trust that God will charge his word with power this morning. And minister grace to every hearer. And there shall be a definite transformation in the precious name of Jesus. Say, believing, amen. I'm teaching this morning, continuing uh, the series Accelerate on what I've titled Vision Boosters. Vision Boosters. If you weren't here on Wednesday, I wanted to get the message I preached last Wednesday, Overcoming Speed Breakers. Very important that you get a copy of that message and listen to it over and again. Uh, Vision Booster is a rider, you know, on that message. So uh, I wanted to get that message and, and listen to it over and again. In this season that we are exploring the need for speed and the fact that the God that we serve is a God that can collapse 10 years into one year for a man. It's a God that can bring speed into the destiny of a man. It was the God that empowered Elijah in 1 Kings 18 that he outran the chariots of Ahab. So the man that has natural things to leverage on was a second fiddle to a man that has the help of God and the grace of God. And the Bible says, so Elijah outran the chariot of Ahab. Just running on the road in those in the days of Elijah, the chariot of Ahab can be likened to the motor car that we, we have today. It's supposed to you know, give you speed beyond natural ability or your ability to run. But when the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, the Bible says he outran the chariot of Ahab. So when a man is walking with God, when the hand of God is upon a man, uh, what we're saying is that God is able to bring speed into the life of a man. And I started the first uh, day of this month, the first Sunday, by sharing 
on, on vision. The fact that vision is what we run with. Habakkuk chapter 2, when you read from verse 1, uh, the prophet, the writer of the book of Habakkuk says, I will stand upon my watch, send me on my rampant, and I will wait to see what the Lord will say to me. And he said, the Lord answered me and said, in, in verse number 2, he said, write the vision, make it plain upon the table, that he may run who reads it. And we said that vision is what we run by. So we're not just asking God for speed for the sake of speed. We're asking God for speed because there's something to be accomplished. And when the hand of God comes upon a man, you receive supernatural speed for the accomplishment of the dreams and the vision that God has put in your heart. Say amen, somebody. That, that's, that's why, that's why we, 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 we can seek God for speed because there's something to be achieved. And when you look at Genesis 37 here, you, you, re, you, you see the story of a young man, 17. Joseph was 17. Joseph was 17. And the Bible says one of the reasons, a major reason why God gave the Holy Ghost in Joel chapter 2. He said it shall come to pass in that day that I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He said your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. So whether you are young or old, when the Spirit of God is upon you, you gain access to the deep things of God. So God can reveal things to us. We said vision is a mental picture of a preferable future. And it's God that puts dreams and visions in our heart. And that's what we run with. We don't run anyhow. We run with hope. We run with vision. We run with dreams. The things, the ideas, the imaginations of our heart. The Bible says it's the God that works within us to will and to do of his good pleasure. And so, God is the one who steers our heart. Certain desires come into your heart. And sometimes you are baffled. Where is this coming from? For someone right now, as I speak, uh, there may be a desire in your heart. You just have a strong desire to move into your own house. As you pray about it, it leaves the realm of just a desire. To the realm of a dream that God has put in your heart. And when a dream comes from God into your heart. You qualify for the hand of God to come upon you and that dream. And the God who brought the dream into your heart can bring speed into your destiny. For the accomplishment of the dream that he has put in your heart. That's what we're saying this morning. Joseph was all by himself. You know just doing his own stuff. Naturally, he, he had favor with his father. The father made for him a coat of many colors. That means there was something about him that God, you know, had already ordained for, for significance. Favor just doesn't come upon a man. It's God that gives favor. And his brothers already started to hate him. And that same guy, as young, I mean, that, at that young age, God put a dream in his heart. His brothers understood it. They said, do you mean that you're going to rule over us or have dominion over us? He had a vision of leadership and of rulership. I don't know which vision God has put in your heart this morning. I don't know what industry you function right now. If God is tearing your heart, you're, you're, you're going to rule and reign in this industry. For some people here this morning, God has put a vision in your heart to lead in government. To lead in industry. To lead you know, in any area of life. For someone here this morning. Before this month is over. God is going to put something in your heart. That will launch you into something new. 
Say a big amen if I'm talking about it. But someone here this morning, you already know. You are established in, in the place of your assignment. God has given you this thing. It's there. But God wants to enlarge it. He wants to breathe upon it. He wants to make your vision clearer. He wants to make it bigger. He says, though you're beginning to be small, he says, your latter hand shall greatly increase. That's the God of vision. But there are certain things that God uses to boost our vision so we can run faster. Because when a man is not seeing clearly, if he accelerates, he's going to enter the bush. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. So God is always in the habit of helping us to see clearer, to see better, to boost our vision so that speed comes into our life we're running in the right direction. That's, that's what God does. He shows us, you know, clear, clearer, clearer from time to time. From time to time. Let, let me speak to the men uh, before I get into the meat of my message this morning. As we celebrate Father's Day today, for all the men in the house, all fathers and potential fathers in the house, I want to charge you to seek God for a vision for your home. It's the responsibility of leadership to see. If you will not become the tail in your family as a man who is supposed to be the head, you must be seeing what God is saying. Habakkuk said, and I will see what you will say unto me. When God speaks, we see it in pictures. We see it in pictures. I will see what he will say unto me. The things that God will say, the things, pictures God will paint, is the responsibility of the man to take delivery of vision for his family. The big question this morning is, do you have a family vision? Many women are struggling to follow. Many women are frustrated because they have been led by men who lack vision. It's very frustrating to submit to a leadership without vision. And I must say, without missing words this morning, that men will have a God-given position to lead. You are the head, you will never be the tail. But you consistently qualify for that position of leadership and authority in your home. If you will also take responsibility for visioning for that home. We must seek God to show us where this family is going. We, we, we gain the help of our spouses from time to time. God will also show them some things. You know, and then they journey to what we are seeing. Then we come up with a book Blueprint. Sometimes a blueprint that will carry us for the next five years, the next ten years, the next twenty years. A friend of mine introduced me to uh, um, some guy not too long ago, I think it was last year, who, who really jacked me up so much. He's uh, into investment advisory and all. And, you know, we sat down discussing, and all of a sudden, you know, this guy started to jack me up by asking me some very Interesting questions. How old are your daughters? How many kids do you have? I said two. How old are they? I told him. Do you have what's what's your plan for their college education? 
Now, I just thought, you know, that um, God will bless me and I'll send them to school. <laughs> and then the guy started to tell me, no, 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 no. Uh, Pastor, I know you're a man of faith and that's how, uh, um, but you, you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan right now, you know. And, and he started doing simulations for me. You know, uh, if, 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 you, if you put down, you know, 50,000 naira every month now, or 100,000 naira every month now, you have, you know, two girls. One is this age, one is that age. Between now and so and so time, this one will be ready for university. This is how much it will be by that time. So, and she's going to be in university maybe uh, for, for four years or something, you know, and then by year two, the second one will join. That means that money has to go up, you know, and all that. And it was telling me, if at that time you don't want to have to work before you can pay this school fees, then you have to have a plan now. <laughs> And I just sat down there and I was just looking. Yeah. Tell me something. And I said, you know, Pastor, you can use, you can, I can, I can stretch this thing to cover the wedding ceremony. So you don't have to look for money to wed your daughters. I said, go on, go on. <laughs> and then he planned the thing again. And then he planned it to the point that after the wedding ceremony, I will have change. <laughs> It shaped my mind. Because from then I started thinking, all right, so, I mean, it got me to the point where, God forbid, but if anything happens to me, if I have that kind of plan, then I'm not going to be bothered about how their life is going to continue. Am I saying the truth? And I can go on and on and on and on. It's time that we have a vision. Men, listen to me this morning. It's time that we have a vision. For our families. Don't leave your spouse to plan a life alone. You have a part to play. In helping your spouse to plan a life. The same way for, for, you know, for, for, for us women also. We have a, a part in helping our men to plan their lives. But men... Please hear me well. We have the responsibility first and foremost. Our responsibility as leaders in the home is to sort everybody out. And there's a blessing that comes with that. Because when you think about it, sometimes it can be overwhelming. But if you think about how God also has positioned his grace and his blessing to flow in your direction, if you will, do it according to his will, then it becomes much more interesting. Are you still with me this morning? I said, are you still with me this morning? So ladies and gentlemen, just, 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 just follow me for the next few minutes. When God has put a vision in your heart, there are certain other things that God brings. We call them vision boosters that you must take responsibility for to work with God for the continuous flow of his grace and his blessings and his favor. To the end that your vision receives a boost from time to time. Grace comes upon your life. You are never stranded in destiny. Wisdom is always in regular supply. And you get results. And you are never truly stranded. In the first service I shared extensively. And uh, 
I, I, I will skip one or two points I made in the first service, so I need you to get the message. Shared extensively on association, positive association, positive relationships. On Wednesday, I shared extensively on negative relationships as a speed breaker. I remember talking seriously about the Jonas and the lots that some of us need to really deal with. When Jonah is present in somebody's boat, it's not a matter of how well you can pray. The presence of Jonah is the, is the beginning of trouble. I hope you understand what I'm saying. When Jonah was in their boat, in Jonah chapter 1, go and read it very well, they were praying and calling up to heaven. The, the storm did not stop until they threw Jonah out. Please get Wednesday's message and listen to it over and again. But the same way that a negative relationship can be a speed breaker in destiny, a positive relationship becomes a vision booster. God has blessed me with wonderful relationships in my own personal life. As we celebrate Father's Day today, I remember my heartly father, my biological father, who's gone home to be with the Lord. Great man. Brought us up well, did his best within the prevailing circumstance. Did his best. And I celebrate him, I salute him. I saw responsibility. Yeah, I saw responsibility through him. We are on camera, we are over 25 of us. All right? And everyone had the opportunity to get first degree. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So, if, if I remember all the shenanigans of my heartly father, and I remember how he took responsibility for education, I salute him as a great man. No one was homeless. No one was without education. No one was a riffraff because he took responsibility. As many as we, we have, None can be called an area boy today. Yeah. That's, that's that. I, 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 I salute and celebrate him. I have a spiritual father, Pastor Sam Adeyemi. Great man. My association with him brought speed into my life. I'm forever grateful for the day I met him. You may not be in ministry, you may be in business. There are people that God wants to bring into your life. That at the end of your life, when you remember the day you meet them, you'll be grateful to God. Because they are vision boosters. Listen, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. That when you see any human being, they are carrying a sign on their forehead. You just need to recognize it. You remember our arithmetic signs? Negative, you know, as in minus, plus, multiplication, or division. Some people, you meet them like this. They are subtracting something. Yeah. They will take something. They are subtracting. By the time they leave your life, you will be emotionally bankrupt. They have subtracted and subtracted and subtracted. When you had everything together, it's zero. Some other people, they had to your life. But some people multiply you in destiny. They bring speed into your life. They bring speed into your life. When you look through the Bible, you see, you know, these kind of people all through the Bible. 
you read Ruth chapter 1. And you read the story of Ruth and Naomi. And how in the midst of calamity, Naomi is suffering calamity. Lost her husband, lost her two sons, left with only two daughters-in-law. And in the midst of all that, God opened the eyes of Naomi, uh, of Ruth. She was able to see that this woman carried a multiplication sign on her head. So, Ruth said to Naomi, I think in Ruth chapter 1 verse 16, he said, your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. Wherever you go, I will go. And that brought tremendous acceleration into the destiny of Ruth. Ruth today is in the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. Married to Boaz. I think Boaz gave back to Obed or something. Then Obed, you know, that lineage. Just because of one decision. To recognize. A multiplier. To recognize. A vision booster. That God was bringing into our life. Naomi gave us specific instructions. You go to the field. Just go and glean on this side. You know and all that and all that. And God will give you favor. And the favor of God when we root. Ruth's destiny jammed with that of Boaz. Boaz being a man that God has positioned. The man of means, a man of influence. That will restore our dignity. And bring speed into our destiny. Are you still here this morning? There's something that you are carrying. That except you allow God to lead you. To connect with vision boosters, with multipliers, you may not be able to give back to them, you know, successfully. We read about Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, and Elizabeth, a cousin. Elizabeth had been pregnant for about six months with John the Baptist. Then Mary started having her own issues and she, you know, got pregnant out of the blues and they just said, go, go, go and spend some time with your cousin, you know. And she got into the place. You see, there's something that happens when you meet somebody who carries something similar to what you are carrying. You'll be seeing similar things. As we are discussing, it will be getting interesting. Are you still with me? It will be, it will be interesting. You see, you know some people meet you and virtue will leave you. <laughs> when, when, when you meet this kind of person, you just feel refreshed, virtue flowing. You see hope, tangible hope that you can, you can cut and put in your pocket. You leave the place with your shoulder, you know, high up. Knowing that it is possible. It is possible. It is possible. Yes, Mary met Elizabeth. Said, she that was without a child is now with a child. Uh, Elizabeth said, as you came in, the baby leaped in my womb. The destiny of John and Jesus connected. Because two women carrying destiny met together. Before this month hand, someone here, you are meeting someone like that. Yeah. They will speak to the dream in your heart and that dream will take shape. Yeah. They will speak to your destiny and destiny will start to take shape. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. That which has been difficult before will start to look cheap to you. Yeah. You will see the God of possibilities. In the midst of your despair. Just meeting one person. Everything just starts to look cheap. They are vision boosters. God is the one who sends them 
into the life of a man. Proverbs 13 verse 20. It says, he who walks with the wise shall be wise and the companions of fools shall be destroyed. I cannot be destroyed because I, I always trust God to order my steps to the right people. If there's someone here this morning, you're starting a new business. I prophesy over your life. The same grace I enjoyed with God when the Elevation Church was about to start will find, will find fulfillment in your life. Amen. See, the men and women God sent into this place before this church even took off, as this church was taken off, they are vision boosters. Many of them are still here. Some of them are here, sitting here this morning. Our pastors, our ministers, great people. God has used them tremendously to bring speed and acceleration over this ministry. They've made ministry easy for me. They've spoken great words into what we're doing. They gave their lives into it. Those are the kind of people you need in your destiny. And the God who brought them here will bring them into your business. He will bring them into your career. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Say better, amen. amen. And go on and on and on, but what, all I'm trying to do is to steer somebody's heart to the hand that all through this week, your mind is thinking, Lord, order my steps. There's, if there's someone I need to meet before this month ends, before this year ends, that will bring speed into my destiny, that will collapse five years into one year, ten years into two years, that the result that will take people 20 years to get. I can get it in five years. In fulfilling the dreams that you are putting in my heart. Order my steps to meet them. Order my steps to meet them. That's the desire that I want to just, you know, come up in your spirit. Because God is the one that connects people. Ruth and Ofa were with Naomi, when Ruth said, your God shall be my God, your people my people, that was the beginning of greatness for Ruth. For Ofa, a woman that could not recognize someone carrying a multiplication sign on her head. That was the end that we heard about her all through the scripture. That was the end. You will not disappear into oblivion. I said you will not disappear into oblivion. In the name of Jesus, you will connect with the right people. Your destiny will gain speed in the precious name of Jesus. Someone is here this morning. I hear it in my spirit. You are on a career path right now. You're walking. God said, be careful. Be careful. Because right where you walk right now, there's someone there who may not even like your face right now, who is in authority over you, but that same person is the person that will take you to your destiny. So look beyond the intrigues and the shenanigans of this person and walk with God. Some relationships start and at the beginning, it looks like the devil sent them. But before you know it, things start to take shape. Because what I see is that if, if the person I'm talking about in a few years, in Three, five years from now, both of you, you and the person, you won't be in the same organization again. You'll be doing your own things and it will be partnering for life. But as I speak right now, that person doesn't look like it. 
Doesn't look like it. Ruth and Naomi partnered for life. But at the beginning, Naomi did not look like it. How can somebody have a husband? Husband died. Two sons, they died. It was modern day person. She's a witch. So how do you follow a witch to destiny? It's only if you are seeing the person as a witch. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because sometimes people call somebody a witch. When God opens your own eyes, you see that, no. It may have happened wrongly to this person, but the hand of God is upon this person. Somebody stay with me this morning. I said, are you still with me this morning? Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. Secondly, this morning, there's a need if you will gain speed to embrace the vision booster called relevant information. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Relevant information. Relevant information. Relevant information. That's a need for you to embrace relevant information. Your vision is boosted when you have well-rounded information. And you see... They've uh, said it in different ways. If you want to keep um, a thing uh, from a black man, put it in a book because he won't read it. You know, they've said it in very derogatory manners about us, black people, and the fact that, oh, maybe we don't read, we don't study, we don't engage information. But I believe, if at all, it's true. Maybe that's for the generation gone. This current generation is the very hungry generation. We are hungry for information and we must stay at it. I'm saying that by faith. Alright? I said we are the generation that is hungry for information. Ladies and gentlemen, information boosts your vision. It makes it clearer. There are people... You see, when I counsel uh, uh, maybe singles and, you know, young people, I ask, how many books do you have on relationships? See, if you will not change your relationship like you're changing sweatshirts, you know, you know sweatshirt is one per day. And if a preacher like me, you can do two per day or three. <laughs> That's how some people change relationships. And it's because even though you may have a vision of what you want in relationship, but you don't have relevant information. To be informed is to be transformed. And to be uninformed is to be deformed. And when a man is deformed in his his perspective to the issues of life, you can't gain speed that way. Vision will not be clear. The place of relevant information. Let me tell you something. As I pray and prophesy over this congregation anytime we gather, my heart desire is that when the supernatural power of God will hit you, it will push you to the direction of doing the right things. 
including studying. Because it takes grace to study. I hope you understand what I'm saying. You can't find great things on the surface. Principles don't float on the surface of waters. You go deeper and find what works. What works. See, the fact that God has spoken to you, that you are going to have the biggest company, maybe in oil and gas or telecoms in this country, and you know you are getting ready, you are you are you are moving now, you know, and you know five years down the line, ten years down the line. But when you don't even know what it takes for a company to be quoted on the stock exchange, you don't have any idea what kind of companies are quoted. What does it take? How long do you have to be in existence? What should your books look like? Talking to a young man here this morning, wake up and smell the coffee. Some things will never happen in your life until you have the relevant information. God moves you in the direction of the things that he has put in your heart and what he wants to do is to send information your way that will prepare you to get there. Your destiny will slow down when you are not you know, harmed with relevant information. The gifts and the callings of God, they are irrevocable. Romans eleven twenty nine, 29. Uh, 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 it says, one translation says, God does not change his mind about those whom he has called. So the fact that there's a vision in your heart does not mean that uh, <laughs> there's a, a, a specific time that has been allotted for you to fulfill it. You need to work with God to fulfill it in record time. I hope you understand what I'm saying. When you go back to Habakkuk chapter 2, it says, write the vision, make it plain on the table that he may run that reset. I think verse 3 or 4, it says, for the vision is for an appointed time. Now, when you look at the principle of appointed time, you recognize that it takes the cooperation of God and man for the fullness of time to come. I will sit here this morning. The vision is for an appointed time. Said, though it tarries, wait for it, for it shall not tarry, it shall surely come. How long you are going to wait? A lot of the time is determined by how much information you have. Because information brings speed into your life. So if it will not tarry, if it will not wait for too long, then I need to equip myself with relevant information. Relevant information. Relevant information. If you, God has put a dream in your heart, I know virtually everyone at the Elevation Church has a dream to be great because it's a vision to make greatness common. If you're seeing greatness, you're seeing greatness, you must be able to define what you see and also define the relevant information that will take you there. Someone is here this morning saying, I'm stepping to the realm of billions. God it's making me great financially. God is blessing the work of my hand. How many biographies of billionaires have you read? Because when you read their biography, one, you will know where they started from, how they became billionaires, and how they sustained their billions. And ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter whether they are born again or not. They made billions. You can't take it from them. Am I saying the truth? They made billions. You can't take it from them. 
So you read their story, you sift, you know, the information about all the wrong things that they did. You look at the principles, the things that drove what happened to them to get to where they are. There are many books that have been written on relationships, on marriage, about people, I mean, people who have been married, who married for 60 years, who did this, who did that. And yet, someone has a vision to build a home that will last, that will be a legacy. And you're going through a turbulent time right now. Don't stop at praying hard, relevant information. Pray for hard, relevant information. That's why if you realize everyone that comes in here to speak, and who has had a good marriage, and who is fairly elderly, I always ask them questions about their marriage. When Brian Tracy was here last year, and he told us he's been married, I think for 35 years or so, I asked him right on this altar, what, as, what can you say was your secret? And you remember what he said? I cannot forget it. He said, the voting right in our home. He said, I have 49. My wife has 51. And he said, man, if you... For one piece in your house, give fifty-one percent voting right, and you take forty-nine. All he was saying was very simple: listen to your wife. That's all. In simple language, that was all he was saying: listen to your wife. Let them even feel like you are listening. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm saying. That was all the man was saying. Because any man that can say, look, you have 51% voting right, is a man that says, look, my ego is in my pocket. Don't worry. I know when to bring it out and when to put it there. So when it comes to the affairs of this home, don't worry. Just say, say your mind. There's need for relevant information if you will make good the things that God has put in your life and the things God wants to do in your life. And if your vision will be clearer, if you are in business as I speak right now and you are trusting God for speed in this season of acceleration and when it comes to business and entrepreneuring, this year you have not read one book written on entrepreneuring. You are not making, putting the relevant effort where you should put it to be able to boost the vision. That God has given you. Are you still here with me? Dr. Mark Murdoch said. Whatever your age is. Whatever your age is. He said. If you don't have. Enough book in your library. If you are 30. You don't have. 30 books on finances in your library. You are not ready. To be a billionaire. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And I believe him. To a very large extent, I believe him. Yeah. Because what you study on is what you are informed about. And information brings speed. Information brings speed. As we go into the second half of this year, someone here, you need to rebel. As I close, let me tell you how to rebel. Rebel by telling yourself, I'm going to reorganize my time. Do only the things that only you should do. 
Then add a little more. The rest, let other people do it. Then you have extra time to focus on some things. Because some people ask, so how can one make? How can one have time to 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 read books? How can one ask have time to you know to 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 study? How can one have time to to be trained with all these things that I have to do? No, you need to be able to. Focus your energy. Delegate things that are not important. Delegate what you need to delegate. Focus on getting the relevant information. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm the lead pastor of this church. But. You know I don't preach all the time. I I can delegate. The author. It's only my wife. I cannot delegate. Husband of one wife. I focus there. I do my work there. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And she's happy with me. I cannot delegate my children. At least in certain areas. I cannot delegate visioning for this church. It's responsibility of leadership. But when we have received the vision. The dissemination of the vision can be delegated. It's the same. Bring, take it to your business. Take it to your career. And you see it play out. In such a way that at the end of the day, you will truly be able to say that God has blessed me with relevant information. When you pay attention to it, pay attention. Know what you need to get now. The information that you need now. Information that you need now. All through last month, we're talking about health. Some of us need to get all the message and listen. Wednesday, Sunday, listen. So many things taught on on Wednesdays. So that you know that when it comes to the area of your health, you have relevant information. The devil cannot attack you anyhow. Lift your right hand with me this morning. I begin to declare in the name of Jesus that you step into a new level. Grace comes upon your life, boosting your vision, bringing speed into your destiny. In the name of Jesus, a fresh level of grace, a fresh level of grace, a fresh level of grace, a fresh level of grace.